Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Economist, and I'm live here with my main friend Tim Kirby. He oh. is the American in Russia. Welcome, oh, Tim. Say. It's Australian V. How are you? Yeah, I see. It's it's Aussie rules V. Uh, yes, amazing. Rules. I, was, I was not expecting that today. That's for sure. Well, the right now in Australia, Tim, what we like to do is we like to give him multiple shots of the the jibby jab, as well oh, as some boosters. Oh, dude, you ain't you ain't kidding, man. Australia, they're off the hook. I don't know what it is. Uh, it must be the attitude of being a former uh, prison colony because it's a prison yeah. colony yet again just for, for vaccination. Oh, it's unbelievable. Dude, It's a, isn't it amazing how quickly Australia and New Zealand just laid down? Uh, yeah, they pretty much gave in to it. In fact, I just oh, was talking God. to someone who moved here from New Zealand the other day, um, you know, about this whole thing. And, yeah, it's just an absolute nightmare. Um yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's really uh, interesting. It, uh, I think this whole um, particular disease experiment, uh, a word that the YouTubes don't like, so we won't say it. Um, it uh, really uh, was, in some ways, maybe in the future, can look back at this as sort of a grand uh, social experiment as to how people react to things, what their priorities are. Uh, you know, react to things being like fear. Like, it's almost like you guys have probably played Fallout. It's a lot like one of yeah. those vault experiments, except it was, the whole vault was like pretty much most of the globe. So it's uh, it, it's incredible to say the least, man. Tim, there's so many things going on. We got the situation in Brazil with Bolsonaro fighting for his life against the globalist criminal Lula. Yeah. And we have uh, Russia's uh, finally came out and uh, showed to the world exactly who blew up those pipelines. And it was the Iron Twit. It was her text message to the vaunted former musician and wannabe rock star um, Tony Blinken that yeah. kind of spelled the whole entire thing out. Uh, then we have a myriad of, uh, of situations that's going on in the South China Sea. I mean, I mean, the world is on fire. Which particular flame or ember do you want to? Well, focus I would on? much rather jump on any Russia-related issue uh, because if you're if you're looking for some sort of deep uh, analysis of the uh, modern history of Brazil, you're going to have to maybe look elsewhere. But what I can't tell you uh, about with this thing is that uh, in the greater context, yeah, maybe they're listening on, on, in on Liz Truss, but the one thing that the Russians have done really well this war is on the intelligence side. Mm. It really seems like the Russian intelligence of knowing what's happening, 
where things are uh, has really crushed their adversaries. And if it's they really have good. all are have like complete and total awareness of what Liz Truss was saying in her private conversations, then Russian intel is at the absolute tip top of the game. And it's something that the West should really um, take into account. If you know, if they're really sure, if they want to send in the 101st Airborne, uh, they should really take a long, deep thought about that because there's a very good chance Russia's going to know exactly where they are. Oh, 100%. I think their electronic warfare and their intelligence is second to none. No. Uh, unlike uh, U.S. intelligence, which is a, a flaming joke, the reason for that is U.S. intelligence serves corporate interests and private uh, private interests, most importantly. No. It's not about winning wars. It's not about... Uh, it's a completely different um, goal or or, 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 or or parameter or, you know, a realm of operation. It's mm-hmm. not about winning conflict. Russia has an intelligence service that is about winning conflict. They have a professional military that is not about geared toward bombing, you know, third world mud huts, but geared towards actually getting the mission completed. And that's why yeah. they're metric. And be like, dude, I don't want to ever like turn into like some sort of like America bashing session. No, no, we we need we need a strong dose of reality. We we need a strong dose of reality. The reality is, well, the United States, uh, which supposedly, as everyone on Fox News is going to tell you, that is the greatest military that's ever existed, couldn't do what it needed to do in Afghanistan, couldn't do what it needed to do in Iraq. Uh, Vietnam was also a loss. Uh, now you could say that, like Korea. Of Vietnam, people say, say that the, the troops weren't really allowed to win because the uh, objectives were goofy. Uh, they they didn't really have a plan. Well, long That's story bullshit. short, I think they're really repeating that whole Vietnam thing because in Ukraine there really doesn't seem to be much of a plan. There never is a plan because yeah. the, the the problem is when you have, you know, I, I, when I when you stand there right and you start you know drawing a diagram because you know kamala harris she likes to draw a diagram see do we have a video clip of uh kamala talking Ooh, about I, I think diagrams. i have this yeah i love yeah, diagrams yeah, yeah. I, I, right. I have this uh this queued up and i'll, I'll play it oh and, i'm pumped oh, already hilarious man this is it's the most... yellow school bus no no oh. no 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 i got something better here here we go um yeah here we go I'm going to play this. I'm going to pull it up. I have it. Here we go. Give me one second. I'm not as fast as CJ, so give me a break, folks. There we go. All right, there we go. What's this? Okay. This is beyond ridiculous. Here's the last point that I'll share with you. I asked my team. um, I I love Venn diagrams. Me too, baby. Dude, whenever you're dealing with conflict, pull out a Venn diagram, right? And so, you know, the three circles. And so I, so I, I asked my guys. team, right? They're I'm fantastic. Out right now. Okay, we get it. Not a joke. Among the many things that I like, I love Venn diagrams. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very strong reaction. First time. <laughs> I love Venn diagrams. I just, like, wow. just throw it into a Venn diagram. I'll tell you everything you need to know about any issue, especially where there is, you know, you're trying to understand the intersection and the connections, right? Okay, enough, enough. What the hell is going on? No, I want more. And what we are well, also seeing... He's going to give you more. Is that if you look at, you know, I like Venn diagrams, okay? So if you look... <laughs> I do. And... Um, Venn diagrams, Venn diagrams, Venn diagrams. The three circles, the three circles. Right? They're fantastic. Just throw it into a Venn diagram. I'll tell you everything you need to know about any issues. Wait, does that work? 
dude oh my gosh that end, that that ended hard oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> we did it Joe. like you know like for a second there, i was thinking like okay that's that's kind of that's kind of interesting and then that that ending mwah. but uh anyways i have to tell you guys uh for any of the uh, male viewers out there if you ever uh see a woman and she has a photo like on tinder or something and her, in her photo she's doing this you gotta yeah. pass, man. <laughs> that that head throwback laugh, that means there's something wrong with you. No, oh my no God. normal person does that. All right. so I just possession. wanted to make that clear. That laugh reaction was was it made my bones chill. But anyways, um so basically uh, what, what, when you what take... can I say? I, I just like to make a, a very a pedantic point. I do yeah. believe Venn diagrams could have more than three circles. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. And, and the thing just, is when you when, when, when you lay into the diagram of U.S. military capability and U.S. economic reality, my friend, mm. it, it is America's economic prowess is is maintained by accounting gymnastics and America's military supremacy is maintained by Hollywood theatrics. Yeah. There you go. That's something. Well, up. So the, the, when we the, come on board, we need to give them a strong strong dose of reality and medicine to the to, to the public well that's like one of the things where um if we want to talk about the military you know the so they're setting the 101st airborne to poland or whatever like the u.s special forces are still like a fighting force oh, yeah, but as we all know what are the standards for the average infantry grunt they have gone down and down and down and down and down and they are more filmed with or filmed filled with more sort of a woke not exactly combat ready people who are only there to get a college degree. Uh, if, if if they do ever try to just send mass waves of like infantry into Ukraine, it's it's gonna it'll be it'll be again it'll be another interesting yet very sad social experiment. That should be our topic for today, uh, because I don't think it's gonna gonna go well. Uh, the Rangers will they'll do what they're supposed to do, but the rest of the arm or military, I don't know. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. But I just want to say, uh, we kind of brushed on this whole uh, Brazil topic. But one thing that's important to remember, uh, I wanted to make the one thing I can say is Brazil somehow remained in bricks despite the big regime change when Bolsonaro came, came in. Mm -hmm. And so it may stay even may. after all this. Brazil is, seems to be a little bit bigger and more, I don't know. It, 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 it's le It's sort of like its legacy or its function seems to be bigger than any one particular president. So there might be hope. Well, we'll see what happens, man. It's uh, oh, millions of people. Bolsonaro's yeah. won every state that has a high that, that has the highest GDP, the highest literacy rate, and mm. the highest education. He's carried those states in spades. The states yeah. with the most amount of criminal corruption, with the cartels and this, that, and the other. Lula's been carrying them. It's it's incredible to see this. It's, oh, it's so, so this is a cartel thing of oh, who's... dude. And the fact yeah. is, that you got to understand. The head of the CIA, the head yeah. of the CIA director, I forgot, I, I lost track of these jerk offs uh, after some time. I, I don't even bother because it's the same. They're idiot, kind of right? replaceable, they are, they're, they're, but I understand. So, this head turd who's a lawyer, he's a lawyer, so he knows something about, about intelligence and he has a political science degree. He's very, very dangerous. So, oh, this, dangerous. This, this turd shows up in Brazil about a month ago and tells the Brazilian parliament that um, they, that, that Bolsonaro has to accept the results of the election without question and without challenge. That was a month ago. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then when yeah, Lula yeah, won, 
all of a sudden, George Soros-linked uh, NGO was congratulating him. And, of course, the Biden administration is congratulating him and telling yeah. Bolsonaro to step down and don't challenge him. Right now, there's a military audit going on with uh, the ballots right now as we speak. So mm-hmm. that's where it stands in Brazil, man. It's it, it's got It's got dirty fingerprints all over it. Yeah, and well, one of the the downsides of that is um, uh, Central or South America, I should say, is a lot more um, uh, a lot more of a powder keg for some sort of civil war or something. Always. So this this could get real ugly really really quick. Uh, let's hope it doesn't, but it definitely has the uh, uh, potential for that. And it's always amazing to this day how I'm all, I'll put it this way how blatant a lot of these people are, like the Biden regime and the State Department, like they are so blunt with their support for things. You know, uh, you would think that maybe that over time they would be like, okay, we're being kind of obvious. What we have to do is maybe send out some sort of like, I don't know, call for peace. And by call for peace, they mean go home and shut up and just let it happen. No, they're just like, no, you have to shut up. Well, sorry, you're done. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable the bluntness. Uh, But thankfully they are so blunt so we can understand what they want and what they're doing behind our mouths. Unreal. So, Timmy, but, what, uh, what's the latest going on right now with Russia? Um, we have, I mean, Scholz is in China doing some begging. He's wearing the knee pads yeah. from Germany. Um, Zelensky's worried if he can get another 800 more lines of cocaine uh, into his nostrils before the week is out while, you know, power is, is cutting in and out. So he might not be able to measure as much cocaine and he could probably overdose. <laughs> The possibility uh, if, if, to be honest uh is, is the, the zelensky figure is very interesting because everyone's like well he doesn't matter he has no power but on the one hand he's been uh able to st- i'm surprised he hasn't been killed mm-hmm. uh because i'm surprised that there aren't more people around him who maybe have a different vision of what they're supposed to be doing so it's very interesting he actually in some ways as being a puppet is one hell of a good puppet if you think if you think about it he's doing yeah. Fantastic. He is he is letting uh, Washington have their country be destroyed. Uh, recently, the statistic came out that 55 percent of their population is in uh, poverty as opposed to two percent before the war. I think the two percent thing is a total lie. Well, uh, it's, before, it's, these are good the Maidan, like before the Maidan, when I was able to visit Ukraine without being executed uh there were definitely more than two percent of the population in poverty but st- but basically based on their statistical view of that's things, pretty bad it's a massive <laughs> insane increase well know? i mean they've lost like a ridiculous amount of power now now the squeeze yeah. is on it's like now they're yeah. like now the west from all directions you're hearing from the norwegians on down they're like uh maybe we should negotiate for peace you know maybe we should negotiate for peace hello anybody and mm-hmm. they want to uh, Ukraine to negotiate for peace just as when Russia is just getting started. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, it's kind of hard to always predict what, what Russia exactly wants. But one thing I also wanted to jump in on that you touched on that's very important is that uh, with China. Now, the amazing thing and also sort of the, the, the gall, the balls that the United States has to try to do any. The first thing was when they went to Venezuela. When they tried to go to Venezuela after trying to literally kill Maduro and his entire like political apparatus to yeah. murder him and then say, could you kind of give us some oil? We kind of need it. That took some balls. Now, any there's, attempt there's to no go shame. To, yeah, to, no shame to go to the Chinese, because remember, there are different truths on our planet, political truths, right? The woke people in Washington have their own very 
racism-filled reality truth. Uh, I think uh, many of our viewers here right now watching us are have a more uh, constitution-based truth, so on and so forth. Well, the Chinese truth is that the United States tried to create a disease to murder them. Yeah. So the Chinese government is operating on the official truth of the U.S. has essentially tried to genocide us. So what kind of deal do they think they can make to the Chinese under this? Yeah, because the, uh, these people are insane. <laughs> like they're, they're, yeah. it's it's like your neighbor who tried to like rob your house while you're on vacation. You caught him walking out the front the front door with your television, and uh, you know, and then the next day he comes knocking on your hey man, you have any coffee I could borrow? Well, yeah, it's kind of I think this comes from the Cold War because during the Cold War, obviously the United States did some shady stuff. But um, did they have to do some shady stuff to to uh, keep America free from some sort of Trotskyite revolution? Maybe uh, I understand that sometimes you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet in politics, so on and so forth. But I think they're still stuck in that Cold War mentality yeah, that. Are. But any evil we do is OK because we're the chosen people. We're, we're so the, even we're the we, city we, on the we, hill, man. So even though you believe we made a disease consciously to exterminate you, we should make a deal against the Russians because they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 uh, it's it's mind boggling. And again, V, it always goes back to the question of are these people in Washington just that uh, like yeah. insulated from the world and yes. living in their own wind tunnel or are they aware of this stuff and they just don't care? No, I mean, th they don't they don't care. They don't because they, they look, you gotta understand for 50 years, they've been told how great they are. For 50 mm -hmm. years, they've been convinced that they're the exceptional nation. Yeah. For 50 years, they've been told that God, the God of the Bible, has a special covenant for them, right? For yeah. 50 years, they've been told that their economy is the greatest economy ever and all the nonsense. And yeah. now that is withered away. It has it, it's all gone, and now it's just a shill and a husk. And now people are seeing it for what it is. It's just marketing. I'm gonna give you an example. This mm. I pulled up several times this week, and I think it's important that I do this. Okay. Now watch this. I've I've shown this several times, oh, and boy. I love uh -oh. revisiting this. So boy, if this is as good as the first video you've shown me today, I'm gonna be in for it's, one it's hell not of a even evening. video. It's a picture, it's a profile. <laughs> oh, it's a, just a picture. Okay. You, you see this twink? Uh, yeah. Okay. This is a soy. This is a soy infested twink, who's probably he looks like he looks like a a a, a, a malformed Justin Bieber who's stuck I, in I mid transition. Would say, I would say some sort of Ellen DeGeneres love child, probably with uh, st stuck in mid transition somewhere. Yeah, mid, this is mid transition. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The, the, this is uh, um, the the individual. I think it's a uh, uh, Jake Dicker Dickerson or whatever the hell his name is. This guy, okay, this kid is 26 years old. Yeah. He is the head senior analyst of the Russia, you know, of, of, of Russian uh, um, uh, um, policy for uh -huh. the study for the, 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 for, the, for the, the, the Institute for the Study of War. In other words, oh, he wow. works in the think tanks that is forming policy towards Russia and other kids like him for help form policy to China. Okay, and and uh -huh. I and you could pull up, dude. I can I can spend a great deal of time going through the Institute of the Study of War and picking out several one of these Generation Z early millennials, as well as I can go to the CFR and, and whatnot. These are the people who build the dossiers. These kids are living Dungeons and Dragons. These kids are living some sort of role playing game in their heads.
Oh my God! Uh, well, who knows? Maybe they think American can ro- America can roll a natural twenty and just take out the Russians when they want to. I don't know. That, that's what uh, it is. I, I like that. But one thing, you're kind of harping on this guy's age, which obviously leads to a lack of experience, which means like he has ignorant opinions. But one question: Do you know who the Hoover Ist- Institute are? Hoover Institute. Yeah. In fact, I really like a lot of their videos. Mm-hmm. except when it comes to Russia. And it's one of those things where you can have gray hair, you can have 5 billion degrees, you can have some very good books authored in your name uh, and still have no effing clue what's going on in Russia. So I don't even think age is a factor. No, It, it is a universe. It, it, I think what it is is it's a feedback loop. It is a feedback because, loop. And, and what it is, uh, it's, it's, it's a self-affirming feedback loop. And no. what occurs is that every single one of these guys who are, none of these guys are masters of war. None of these guys have any sort of combat experience. None of these guys, these guys all have law degrees and political science degrees. The political science degree is the most egregious. It's a fake degree. Yeah. And they fail forward. So, so this is the thing. Is so, say the one day you wanted to just sort of, I don't know, you're going to try to follow in this guy's footsteps and get some sort of, I don't know, Russian studies degree or something. All the information that you're going to look at is all going to be first off written in English and everything written about Russia since even I think a little bit before the whole Russian revolution has been ultimately sort of negative and propaganda. You actually can't form an even close to accurate opinion of Russia because literally the entire information database about everything related to Russia is more or less lies and truth. And, and same thing goes for every other country in the world. I every dossier. Yeah, same thing goes for China. Every dossier on China that is in the intelligence and think tanks uh, and the various institutions that are in the United States, it's slanted. You know, oh, yeah. it, it's slanted. And it goes for Africa. Dude, they're the, these people have been literally shoving, they've been living up their own butts. Oh, yeah. Okay, for the well, last several decades. So, so think about it this way. Okay, so every information source you read, it, it says everywhere, Stalin killed uh, 20 to 60 million people. Yeah, that's all but bullshit. you also read that he's being rehabilitated and that the Russian, and many of the Russian people love him. What is your then uh, your your sort of thoughts about this? You're like, there must be something wrong with these people. They must be evil or they, they must be masochistic yeah. or something. Yeah. But then you look at the Russian statistics and you're like, oh, Maybe the Russian Revolution was just a revolution, and during revolutions, a lot of people from said country die. And of course, there's going to be a crackdown after the revolution because there's always a crackdown after every revolution. And maybe yeah. actually, not that many people really died. And and then the, but there, the there is. C- no I, I believe the CIA has a higher global body count in the last fifty years. Well, uh, if you base that, it on if you base Stalin. it on like sort of the way Russians see these statistics, where Stalin's purges killed something like 800,000 people, uh, but you also have to remember that uh, one sort of <clears throat> argument for that is, say, you're a real hardcore pro-Stalinist guy, you could say, well, this was uh, fighting the enemies of the revolution, and then all these people were convicted by a fair trial. Depends whether you see it as fair or not, but they were essentially, you know, whereas with the CIA a- execution. You know what I mean? Of someone, this uh, there isn't even the puppet trial. They're just dead because just someone dead. in Washington said they could die. Yep. So, you know, when we uh, start to actually maybe take into account various different accounts of, 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 of not just Russia, like you just said. Uh, the problem is I can't speak Mandarin Chinese at all, but I can speak Russian really, really well. And when you get exposed to this different informational reality, uh, you start to be able to 
have a much better explanation for things. Uh, And like the question of, well, why do people want to rehabilitate Stalin? One World War II saved Christianity. Uh, There's two reasons right there. But you will never get that ever. What do you mean? America saved World War II, man. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. V, if you ever want to really make a Russian person angry, just say that uh, America won World War II. That's 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 the one thing. That's why I always tell. Here, here, here's the kicker: that most Americans are, there wouldn't be in America if it wasn't for Russia. If it uh, wasn't for Catherine, okay, yeah. the Zarina Catherine, no. and during 1776, she kept she helped keep the British military stretched because she knew what was happening on the yeah. continent. Right? She kept the British Navy uh, entrenched. Right in in conflict. Same thing with the Mysore Rebellion in India, right? And what the French were doing, there would never have been a 1776. That's a yeah. fact. It didn't occur in a vacuum. You yeah, know, and, exactly. and and what side did Russia take during the US Civil War? The North. The North. So so that's a, that's another thing. And uh well though, to, to be fair though, it most of that was to spite the British, but it really doesn't matter because what did Russia get for all that? <laughs> Apparently that, that was, was the, the wrong the wrong call. Yeah. Uh, they should have backed the British. <laughs> but, oh my know. god! So, but anyways, that's that's one of those. Just to go to it is like the, the you know the longer I live here, and you just see like, dude, article after article, and they're all the same after all these years about how it, they all just watch for all the viewers. When you read an article about Russia, it's always going to talk about how Russia is awful and scary and a threat. But then in the end, it's going to say how incompetent and corrupt and evil they are. So it's not really a threat. This like double think article has been written over and over again with the words changed like some sort of uh, what is that called? Not a world word scramble. Uh, 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 what is that called? Uh, Something with now. Ah, forget it. But anyway, linguistic programming. So uh, maybe no, not neurolinguistic programming, but almost like uh, uh, Mad Libs. It's oh, okay. basically a Mad Libs article. It's just like whoever's the Russian person, whoever's the leader or whatever, it just keeps, it always follows that same format of Russia's a threat, Russia's this, that, and the other, but then Russia also it's is Mordor. a threat because it's backwards and corrupt and it's falling apart anyways. Right. Over and over and over again. You'll find the same article, that same article from the 90s, early 2000s, up until the present, and they just keep writing it over and over and over again. And, and, and I don't think that that's a part of a conscious plan. I think that is really just sort of some sort of... um. Uh, I don't know, subconscious racism uh, that is in the minds of all these horrific people with journalism degrees. Yep. And meanwhile, we're getting our freedoms taken away at a daily rate. We're having mm-hmm. all sorts of things happening here in this country. We've seen the the absolute destruction of the middle class. Oh, yeah. You know, and you, we as Americans, we got to realize we cannot support the system that's destroying us. And Tim, here's the thing, man. November mm-hmm. the 8th, Next week, bro, just a few days from here, right? Yeah. Will I wake up on November 9th and realize that, that there, we don't have a country left? Well, I can tell you one thing, because you're asking what's the news in Russia. Yeah. November 8th is the big news in Russia, because uh, there's an expression in Russian, hope dies last. And a lot of people are very hopeful here that the Republicans will win and pull support for Ukraine, so that way the Ukrainian apparatus falls apart and then we'll go back to having a peaceful boring existence of some sort unfortunately i don't think that that's going to happen although this is a midterm election i think the logic of president's change foreign policy remains the same is more or less true maybe trump was a little bit of an exception of that to an extent 
Um, so I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference, but trust me, people here really, really are excited, uh, <laughs> and nervous about what's going to happen on the eighth. Are you going to wake up in a different country though, because of that, especially I, I, I might, I mean, I, I, I've already told CJ that I, I, I'm going to have to use him as a comfort and emotional support animal. Mm. Oh, well, um, <laughs> well, here, there's a couple ways I could answer that question. CJ, One I'm coming over. I, say, I, I might need some cuddling, bro. Uh, Tinder works here too, man. You can find a lady. <laughs> no, uh, I don't need. I'm married. I'm happily married. So. Oh, th- really? Yes. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yes. And you're happily married. Absolutely. Then you must be. You, then those financial investments you must be doing actually are paying off. Yes, they are. Yeah. That's why I only look over, like I have money. That's sometimes. why I'm only going over CJ's house to cuddle. Uh, <laughs> I might lose my shit. <laughs> but about waking up in a new country, dude. I just did an interview with someone who uh covered the Donbass, uh, like you know, the war in the Donbass, and the coverage of it didn't see the suit the European Union's uh views on things. And Ooh. so she basically is was forbidden to work as an EU journalist, with also sort of wink wink nudge nudge of you can never come back to the EU again. So she's here as an well, that's freedom. See, that's freedom. So, dude, you don't you don't like that freedom, Tim. So, uh, V, you may wake up in a different country because America, the uh, a polluted, taken over, great reset infused America uh, may force you to leave. So that's that's a the way things are going here, Tim. CJ and I might be renditioned out to Guantanamo on Wednesday, November the 9th. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're going to come in the middle of the night, CJ. They're yeah. take us, dude. Anything's possible, but I can't tell you one thing. Uh, just because some like House and Senate seats change, I don't think that I, I just don't think that there's the number there's the numbers or the political will where all of a sudden, after how complacent and how we've just been sort of mindly bl- marching forward as the United States into all these wars and terrible mistakes, I I don't see that people are going to wake up on the ninth and they're going to be like, oh my god. The, the Republicans have a small control over the Senate. Uh, Biden will be impeached. We're going to bring back America. I just don't think that that's going to be the result. I think that that's uh, a, a nice thing to, to 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 wish for, but it's just wishful thinking. But here's the thing: you got a lot of pissed off Americans, right? And if they send yeah, people are pissed, dude. I, I can feel it from here. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, uh, rhinos that have lost that are that have already lost seats. Okay, uh, and. Here's the thing: If we go into the midterms and we wake up, and and the Democrats still have control of the House, still have control of the Senate by somehow through massive cheating. And see, are we still on YouTube? Yeah, I can shut it down. All right, everyone, everybody on YouTube, follow. We're, we're, we're going to have to just the the the, the we, we <laughs> used, uh, YouTube. He was talking about video game cheating, cheating video like games. Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls and yeah. uh, Elden Ring, and and uh, you know, God of War yeah. Ragnarok is out, so I want to go start cheating on that. Yeah, exactly. You, so, you hit him, and he doesn't take damage. It's exactly. Unbelievable. YouTubers, follow us on Twitch and whatever. Yeah. Anyway, dude, if we wake up, if these idiots cheat the way they did in 2020, oh man, oh man. I don't know. Well, dude, I would actually, and again, pretty soon on my channel, I'm going to have an interview with a Californian political activist uh, who has an interesting claim that California is actually not really that liberal, uh, judging by some kind of statistics he talks about. But essentially, the, the fraud level of the way this guy described it uh, from kind of you know knowing the system there, and it's I just one it. state. It is un 
believable, the fraud level. He sort of described the situation where California changed its laws in theory to be more fair. So say normally in most American elections, you have a Democrat and a Republican and sort of maybe some other third whatever person. Whoever gets the uh, most votes is the winner. Uh, that's how we do it. Well, whether mm -hmm. that's good or bad, that's one thing. But now in California, apparently you just have like a bunch of people on the list, mm -hmm. but they can put like if they need to put like five Democrat candidates in one a one one location uh, to have like a runoff later, they will or though they might flood or uh, be manipulative with the who's the Republican. So it becomes this sort of weird gamesmanship thing. Uh, it's very interesting, but it also is very, very fraudulent <laughs> i'll put it that way it's absolutely bizarre um so yeah i mean will there be some sort of cheating probably i mean they got away with it already yeah man i'm uh it's the, yeah it's pretty bad i think that the thing is uh what we have to as, as americans is wonder is at what point do certain people because you, you can't uh, forget that yeah you if we look around washington we see a lot of people who are woke or whatever but there are definitely a lot of people who gave their lives to, say, the CIA or the FBI or the Pentagon or the military who still have that poster of, uh, you know, the Constitution being signed uh, on their wall at home, you know. And I think eventually <laughs> some one or two of those guys is going to go rogue and is going to maybe try to do something. Uh, I think that eventually there's going to come some sort of turning point uh, because everyone's realizing we're, that we're sort of that frog being boiled, you know, as they're turning up the temperature yeah. and it's happening to all of us. It is there. It's not just this thing where it's like, well, this is something that's kind of happening to losers like me from the Midwest. Uh, some white guy from the Midwest, I have to be blamed for slavery and we have to be deindustrialized so I don't have a job and, you know, screw him. America can go on without me. But when you get to like ex-generals, ex-CIA guys who are now also in the sites that's that's a that's a big difference that's a big yeah difference. it's a threat it's a threatful population that whole demographic yeah. is, a, is is a threat to the establishment yeah and one of the other things from Russian perspective is that there's a lot of Russian hopes that say the Republicans do win and step and sort of uh let the war scale down or step up the one thing about America Russia supporting America is I'll put it this way if there was some sort of Trumpish revolution guess who's gonna really support that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Moscow is going to be like, ooh la la, this, this is very good. Wow. <laughs> Change things. Well, it was a Russian politician who said that if, if America goes into civil war, it's just a question of which side do we support. And you know it's going to be the red states. Unfortunately, at this point, oh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, I and would here's the thing. Americans and Russians are they're a perfect fit for each other. I'll be honest with you. Russians, okay. Germans, and Americans are a perfect fit. A perfect fit for each other, as in terms of like their uh, international people. relations, yeah, or do you absolutely. mean like in terms if, of like being friends? Like, what do you friends mean? Friends and international relations. If it wasn't for globalist meddling and all these private interests, all three countries could be getting along wonderfully great. Yeah. That's something I've talked about on my channel, which I don't think I've brought up with uh, your audience here, but that a lot of Russians really, uh, like the Russian intelligentsia in the 1800s, they were absolutely sure that essentially they more or less would achieve peace in our times for the most part, because Germany, their real big sort of, you know, kind of counter was had really had really good relations with the Germans. There was a lot of intermarriage between the aristocracies. They also felt the Germans are just like us. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Hitler disagreed, <laughs> but 
so yeah, what you're saying is was something that Russians really believed in. Uh, but the problem is, dude, I, I the the potential to have a, something more productive, of course, exists. But <laughs> when you look at Russian history, the West is never going to accept Russia. No, never. Is. never I, I think, I think for the first time, never. for the first time in the long time, the Russians are trying to accept that now. Yeah, uh, it's it's during our they lifetimes. Try. This it's this uh, it's not a cycle. This inferiority complex. I guess we'll call it that. Yeah, that it, yeah, it is. It's, a, it's an inferiority I, complex that started had... from Peter the Great mm -hmm. and has gone three hundred years till now. Is finally starting to change, and people are finally starting <laughs> to see that, like, oh, the West hates us. The West will never accept us. They also want to exterminate us with the BioLab network. Uh yeah, this is this is something. What, they they don't like twenty nine uh, bio labs on their border. Twenty nine uh, bioweapons labs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That uh, yeah. People wonder why does Putin have public support for this war? Yeah, what do you think? You know, like, where's the public support come from? It's it's stuff like that. It's uh, uh un unbelievable, un unbelievable. So, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Hold on, get the train back on track. But uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, things are changing, but I still think it's going to take a lot of time because uh, when I talk to a lot of people, they're still, but you said the, you mentioned the marketing. Well, guess what? The, the, the American marketing where you feel it's, it's, it's sort of uh, empty. Well, it does. Marketing doesn't have to have anything behind it. It has to make sales. Perception and I still think the American marketing that was done from the uh, especially like the 80s 70s 80s even into the 90s is still kind of with historical inertia still sort of gripping um a lot of people uh in russia we they still have this like view of the 80s where it's like i don't know uh for some reason russians think see pretty woman is a positive movie whereas i find it to be <laughs> i mean this woman is oh, she's in america and she's forced into a life of prostitution because she has no money i don't see that as a good advertisement for america but no one cares because some Ho gets a amazing millionaire rich guy, and that's the dream of every hoe. So, <laughs> uh, and you know Schwarzenegger, Stallone movies, and all that. So, yeah, but I, I still think that that that's still got a real grip on people. But uh, yeah, but the whole woke movies, which don't actually succeed in America either, that stuff is just a complete failure. Well, Hollywood is done, bro. Hollywood is finished. That's you know what I'm saying. Hollywood hasn't had a hit since like 2006. Like yeah, like oh, the, the was, like, right over. like an interview with one of the guys I play American football with, and I just go. It was like a quick question interview, and one was like favorite movies, and he was like, "I love the Marvel movies till they went woke." I was like, "Yes," of course. so like yeah, you know what I mean? It's it's over, and and, and here's the thing: I think the only uh, movie studio right now that's trying to turn a corner here is Warner Brothers. You have uh 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 uh, 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 uh what's the guy's name again? Uh, Zaslav. David Zaslav, who's the new CEO of uh, of Warner Brothers Media, mm -hmm. uh, he's the one who put the new CEO in at, at CNN, and they've been purging mm -hmm. in CNN. Uh, Black Adam is out. Uh, I recommend if you are you know anti woke, you want to support a really good uh, movie, go watch Black Adam. I'm gonna oh. definitely be watching it. Yeah, it's oh, not no. woke. Are they gonna destroy the Rock's career now? No, is no, it no. It's the the Black Adam has a. It's gonna it's gonna top a billion dollars, man. Because oh. it. Because the thing is, they figured out, you know, woke doesn't sell, and yeah. and uh, and Zaslav has been he's 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 like the most feared man in Hollywood. He's been destroying uh, everything that the, that that the woke media has been putting out there, dude. They had a Batwoman movie ready to go, right? 
where mm-hmm. Michael Keaton was supposed to make an appearance as Batman. He's supposed to die, and Batgirl's going to replace him, and she's the new Batgirl, and she's like this uh, Hispanic girl from the Bronx, and she's the one who's going to replace and be the Batgirl. And what happened? Mm-hmm. They spent $100 million on that movie. Zaslav came in, and he, he absolutely canned it. He said, no, we're not putting this wool garbage out. It was mm-hmm. shocking. It was shocking. And so they, he fired their entire uh, uh, they had their creative lab, which is where they, where they or these people come together and they come up with these creative ideas, create shows and whatnot. Uh-huh. He he absolutely uh, purged that entire department, gone. So they want to um, focus on stuff that that's good, that's just well, great entertainment without preaching to the audience. Well, here's a question: Do you think he's going to get a knock on the door from certain guys with a uh, no a three letter agency? No, I, I I think there's a I think he's part of the crowd that's uh, trying to go up against this whole woke nonsense because at some point ESG. And woke don't make you no money. It starts impacting yeah. your bottom line. And that's the problem with most Westerners, especially Westerners in corporate America and all these think tanks and entertainment complexes and whatnot. They've been so detached from reality. They think that the empires that they lead will go on for, you know, for, you know, in perpetu- like for perpetually forever. In perpetuity. In, in perpetuity, <laughs> correct. Forever. And uh, and it doesn't. And at the end of the day, they you know Disney's going down in flames. I've canceled my oh, Disney Plus membership. Oh, they're yeah. well, Disney is the dude, they're making Disney Wakanda forever. How the hell are you going to make Wakanda forever with no Black Panther? Black Panther's going to be a girl, and and then they're they got you know, you remember uh, Namor the Submariner, right? He's like the yeah, Marvel yeah, version of Aquaman. Yeah. Well, now yeah. they re, re, well they recasted him. They they yeah. they race swapped him. He's now a Mexican guy. Okay, and and he's known as. Pukulkan, and you and, and but my enemies called me Namor, and he rolls his R's, and the oh, yeah. and, and the Atlanteans become Aztecs. Like what the hell's going on here? And yeah, like, because if there's any colonizers, that, yeah, because if there's anything that Latinos do that are born in America is roll their R's. Yeah, roll their R's. Yeah, so I it's am like, Namor. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, hey, look, man, I don't know how to get to the uh, grocery store from over here. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, like, oh man. These uh, <laughs> dude, they they've wrecked it. So people are sick of it. Uh, it's just tripe. It's gonna it's gonna do nothing. Chadwick Boseman, who was the original, um, uh, Black Panther, he died, of course. You know, yeah. they're calling the MCU the MCU, and I think my uh, the, the guys over at Nerd Rod doing a great job destroying the stuff. Nerd Rodic, <laughs> Critical MCU. Drinker, a whole bunch of the MCU. Wow, because all women, it's garbage. And they're going down in flames. Disney's going down in flames. You know that that five thousand dollar a night hotel they launched about the no, I didn't know. Is it, is, is, is it, was it for pedophiles only? Uh, well, you if you get you get a special treatment if you're a pedo, but a political pedo. But oh. the thing is this: it's a five thousand dollar a night hotel, and I'm like, what is this? The Burj Khalifa in Dubai? No, yeah. it's a you go you go you go into a pod and, and it's like supposed to be inside of a spaceship like a Millennium Falcon and you spend the night there, right, dude? Yeah. It's six months later after they launched that. Now they're just giving rooms away for free. They can't. It's an abject failure. Every dude, they destroyed Star Wars. They've destroyed Marvel. Everything they touch, they destroy. Disney's yeah. going down in flames. I've canceled. I'm done with Disney. Fuck you, Disney. Take it in the ass. I hate you all. May you burn oh, yeah. And also, uh, for any of us uh, men here who've had uh, perhaps a lot of breakups in their lives or <clears throat> divorces, uh, we should also give uh, Disney even more special thanks because if there's anything that I think uh, has planted the oh, yeah. 
seeds of 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 like the <laughs> destruction of human relationships in the family. It is those Disney movies. 100%. Just be yourself. Uh, speaking for men, no, we cannot just be ourselves. We have to become successful, interesting, captivating. Do something with our lives, and then women will like you. <laughs> if you just be yourself, you'll become some sort of infantile beta male uh, in your mother's basement. So. Uh, anyways, but that's uh, that's a red pill stuff's a different topic. That's a different topic. Uh, but I can't say one thing, man. Uh, I even saw from from the, the the stink of that fart of what was it the uh, the Woman King movie? Oh, like Jesus how Christ! It, it has nothing to do with history. Nothing. Like they sort of did it like this anti-colonialism movie when I think that that particular group actually served colonial interests. It's yep. just, dude, this is you know what I want. What I, what I want is I want to get paid by Hollywood. I'm going to make a movie that's going to have. Like basically all black people is the good guys and main characters. It's gonna be it's gonna line up with black people being awesome, okay? But it's gonna make sense, and it's gonna be called Zulu Two. Remember Zulu, Zulu, Zulu. the Michael Caine movie? We're yeah. gonna film the same movie, kind of, but we're gonna film it from the perspective of the Zulus. Why? First off, they're jacked. Secondly, iconic uniform. Third, iconic, uh, unique uh, martial arts weapon style. Four, we can just imagine that they all have really smoking hot wives who have their boobs out, of course. Why not? So smoking hot <laughs> polygamy. Um, and at the beginning of the movie, they showed a real historical battle, one of many that the Zulus actually won against the British. So right. instead of focusing on the Battle of Rook's Drift, where they kind of lost horrifically, we're going to focus on that first battle. I can't remember the name of it, where they won. And it's somehow going to be also like a hero's journey because everyone likes those stupid fucking hero's journeys movies. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's going to be like... Uh, it, 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 and so this is why you got to go see Black Adam, because there's a surprise at the All end. Right. Henry Cavill is coming back as Superman, which is awesome. Okay. He was not supposed to. The original well, guard over at, at Warner Brothers says he will never be Superman. They never wanted him to be Superman. But Henry mm -hmm. Cavill, who is a dashingly handsome fellow, I think he's a yeah. perfect fill-in for Christopher Reeve, right? Perfect mm. fill-in. He is going to return to Superman. And he said he wants to bring back hope. And positivity to the role because he's a nerd. He's a nerd, just like, oh. I'm, like I'm a nerd. People don't know that. I love all this. I grew up on this stuff, right? Well, so, Superman's kind of hard uh, because, like, if he's the, if you go back to the old school Superman of I'm just going to be a good guy and be the best good guy ever. Well, we're society's too jaded for that. Well, here's but the also thing. Like, but yeah, this but the dark Superman who's like, uh, I guess I've been forced into the role of a god. But what can I do? No, everyone hates that too. So I don't really know what they can do with Superman. He's, he's, he's exactly, no, here's the thing: it's a very yeah. difficult job and a role to play the the Boy Scout. Yeah. And I think they have the right writing crew aboard the newly reformatted DC and the newly reformatted and purged Warner Brothers that we're going to see that Boy Scout, that American hope. Yeah. And I think that's what American. We need some something positive. Something to lift us, you know, some sort of symbol, you know, yeah. something to just just make us feel good because it's really shitty out here, man. <laughs> well, yeah, well, dude, dude, look, like we you were talking again about the power of American PR, which is now sort of like uh, not backed up by anything. But yeah. in a lot of ways, the power of American PR and our sort of that's that is one thing about America that is something that is not completely unique but is definitely top ultra, ultra tier okay maybe it is unique actually well possibly we could debate that but anyways the thing about pr is that it's also so frustrating from the american standpoint is we could pr american society to, uh, to into like a, a heroic age 
rather than us through we've like Disney and advertising, the family's been destroyed. Uh, like uh, women, always feminine, but, like we've destroyed yeah. ourselves. Whereas we could, we could propagandize Americans into being awesome. Like, how dare you be fat and sit at home? You need to go out and be manly and go out and do things. And hey, guess what? A black American guy, the Constitution applies to you too. You're part of Team America, and don't you forget it. No. Oh, there's we could propagandize America. We could essentially mentally manipulate ourselves into being awesome, rather than manipulate ourselves into our own self destruction. Right. So, and, I, and I think we need that because we've been brainwashed with all this woke propaganda for the last several decades to hate ourselves and to hate yeah. our genders and to hate who we are as, as, as individuals and to hate beauty and yeah, to celebrate everything that's ugly. It's, it's terrible. Well, yeah, because probably um, your viewers don't know, but it's hard to tell from looking at me, but I come from a black neighborhood. And if I had a dollar for you're, every time, every, if a dollar for every time I heard of the expression, wait, wait, wait. they won't let a black man succeed. Uh, I think I'd have a thousand dollars. Tim, I thought I thought you were black. <laughs> Not yet. Some of the people on the radio always thought I was because they'd hear these uh, <laughs> stories about poverty in the urban environment. Uh, but uh, also on the radio, they always assumed I was short. It's like if I ever met someone from the radio, they're like, "You're so tall," and you're How not tall. Black. You're like, what, I'm like yeah, two, I've noticed. Right? So what are you like? Six two, six three, six one. Okay, there you go. Could be taller. It'd be nice. I'd like. It'd be really. It'd be the. It'd be sweet to be like six four. Or something. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm five foot four. <laughs> no. Yeah. Actually, CJ. CJ. Right. I'm short. I'm like five foot four. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Barely see him sometimes. Got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CJ towers over me. This whole gorilla thing is just. Uh, it's, it's. You know, it's just a. Uh... Well, gorillas are short, but that's because they're kind of like bent over. But they're also buff. So no, I'm skinny and I'm like five foot four and uh, I have like uh, oh wow, I'm just joking, bro. Okay, I, I was, was going to say I don't know. I don't, I'm five eleven, two fifty. But it doesn't matter. You have enough to buy and sell a hundred guys like me. So buy and sell <laughs> the, the, that wall. That wallet is tall as fuck. That's that's all that matters, my friend. But again, like, so this is one thing where, dude, I don't ever want to get into like doom and gloom mode because some of the factors of America, like the whole propaganda thing, we we can do a lot with that. It's just it always seems like it just sort of works against us. We and, need uh, culture. That's what we need. We need. Yeah. You know, here's the thing: like a lot of the conservatives, right? They 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 forget about stuff like comic books and movies and entertainment be like oh that's his kids does no see the left was smart enough to jump into that and start subverting it in order to brainwash an entire generation of americans that's why you got these gen z kids walking around these younger millennials they're all a bunch of losers most of them right yeah they've subverted and what did andrew breitbart always says politics is downstream from what culture and believe it or not, having that, having our values and our side infiltrate pop culture is very important, man. V, this is something where I wish you were the president of Russia, because I have said what you just said. I have given in speeches in Russia, public speeches, I've gone on podcasts, and I always get laughed at. The video games and movies. What are you talking about? We have classical literature. Everyone loves it. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you and your classical literature. I and mean, yeah, lose, it's important. And this is why. And that's why their kids think Call the Duty. I know. Cool. I know. They, 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 they don't get it, dude. This is one thing. This is one thing that is uh, the weakness. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be saying this because I'm feeding the enemy. The, one of the great weaknesses of Russia is they haven't uh, culturally accepted that there's a subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. That there's, like, you know, you have a conscious, rational mind. 
but you also have a subconscious mind. And subconsciously, like say someone like me, uh, uh, you know, you watch uh, Scarface, okay, the movie again for however many times. Yeah. After that, you're kind of like, you know, say hello to my little friend. Something about it kind of sticks. Say hello that, to my little ad- friend. Yeah, that attitude. That's that's hitting your subconscious, and it's formulating pictures of reality, or like what I said, something that pretty much every kid in America's tricked into believing is if you if you uh, you should always just be yourself and so you'll find someone who will love you for the person you are or that bullshit right that stuff all builds in your subconscious mind and has way more power than your conscious mind and the russians do not understand this not the people in the fsb not the people in the media not the people on the street they're all sure that things are decided through some sort of like platonic rational dialogue of explaining things this is why when the the war started putin actually gave an hour-long historical lecture as to the logic behind the war there's a complete a complete sort of a connection between the um conscious mind now of course on the subconscious level russians have seen images of their own kind being murdered and tortured by the nazis for eight years so the subconscious motivation was already there but they just don't get it, dude. And I, I can, it's one, that's one thing. Maybe, maybe that's number two or number three thing about living in Russia that drives me nuts is they don't believe that a subconscious mind exists or yeah. they just don't think about it or they won't accept it. And that like the media is so huge informing the way we look at the world. It is so huge. It is. It's everything. Yeah. It's, it's like, everything. well, wh- why don't people have traditional values? They just walk around okay. wondering like, People should just go to church. Well, why don't they? Why what don't they? Change? Church is boring for most people, right? Yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. It's like, you know, people will walk around, like, wondering, you know, we if we don't infiltrate entertainment and pop culture, we lose a generation. It's so vitally important. You're not going to get kids to sit mm. here and start reading classical literature. It's not going to happen. So yeah. you need to get the message of that classical literature in other mediums, you know? Yeah. V, I can tell you, here's here's the reason why we, we, we so we'll collective we, the great we of people, uh, you I don't know how we describe ourselves. Let's say the maybe the multipolar world of the people who are against this stuff. What we do is we watch time and, 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 and ideas happen, and we sit there and we, we wag our fingers and we say, this is bad. <laughs> That's bad. How can they do that? That's bad. Yeah. Do we provide an alternative or superior argument, especially an argument that's sort of emotional and maybe woven into a film series? <laughs> no. And that's especially like with American conservatives. That's why they always lose because they just finger wag and they say that's bad. Yeah. You know, oh, that's uh, for I, kids. That's an immature way of looking at things. Yeah. You know, why would anybody now we should have discourse? And this is why in America, uh, conservatives win every single debate. We win every single debate. They know a little bit like a debate of conservative, right? And then mm-hmm. what happens? We lose culturally. We lose yeah. the culture war because yeah. we're not doing anything about it. You know, there's a guy on YouTube called Eric July, and God bless him. Instead of complaining yeah. about the culture, he said, the hell with it. He launched his own comic book company. Mm-hmm. Wildly successful. Wildly. He raised like $3.9 million in like two days on yeah. GoFundMe. It was incredible. You know, well, so it's like, uh, that's I can say that I have submitted a quite the uh, lengthy packet of proposals that could maybe be approved to actually get into doing something not with comic books but something like that in russia but again the problem is my friend i don't have the investment capital 
if I if I did, uh, well, if, we were, uh, if, if, if if this war wasn't going on, I could help you to got, get some investment capital. But oh, yeah. well, yeah. I did make like a miniature war game in Russia, but unfortunately, I kind of focused maybe a little bit more on the game rather than sort of the ideas. This time, if yeah. I had the chance to do it over again, uh, I would uh, definitely focus maybe more on sort of like the 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 idea side behind it a bit more. But uh, uh, but anyways, uh, I, again, and also the thing too is like uh, the, the the question about Russia that I uh, said and I've gotten in trouble for. Uh, from uh, people who uh, like to write me hateful messages is that, uh, you know, Russia has never created one globally successful movie. And then people are like, but it's it's so hard. How can you expect Russia to be able to make something like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Or I'm trying to think of something that's like very universal or probably actually Dragon Ball Z. Um, but that's not a movie. But you understand it's pretty Wait, universal. Yeah. So uh, enjoyed by uh, every young boy that's ever lived after its creation um and people say well it's impossible and it's hard and how well you know the space race was hard and the russians did well in that the, the arms race is hard what about the media narrative race why do we just give the give up on the media narrative race before we even start this is yeah. a, this is not just a matter of uh doing something fun i think that uh, the the uh ability the necessity to be able to create uh, some sort of movie or video game of like the top top tier level uh global globally popular media product is as important as the nuclear weapons or the space race or any of these other things yeah 100% so sorry so, i'm uh, my uh, sorry uh, now i'm becoming a hypocrite because i'm talking about the i said uh, all we all ever do is complain and all i'm doing you is complain <laughs> sorry about that guys no, well, okay. here, just a smidge <laughs> Hey. <laughs> oh my god so let me ask you this tim uh sure. getting back on topic here all right what's the latest on the ground situation in ukraine how do you see this thing war gaming out in the next uh couple of weeks the, the situation is russia's been sitting there mm. ever since they uh did the mobilization for the most part they just sit and shoot um i don't know maybe um uh i'm trying to think of like almost a, a video game example uh, it's kind of just like, uh, unfortunately, it's uh, kind of like a gruesome, almost like uh, versus zombies kind of video game where they're just kind of just sitting and waiting. They're really not pushing very far or really even pushing anything at all. Uh, they seem to just be really letting the Ukrainians exhaust themselves on their bayonets. Of course, by bayonets in modern terms, it'd be artillery. Mm. Uh, and every day you get uh, on your VK, you get fresh images of uh, now NATO-looking tanks, because in the beginning of the war, everything was old Soviet stuff, and now you see NATO-looking tanks, uh, you know, being blown apart, especially by drones, but also by artillery, so on and so forth. So uh, I would say that uh, if you, we listen to someone like Scott Ritter or Colonel Doug Douglas yeah. McGregor, uh, their theories are that they're, the Russians are sort of waiting for the ground hard and that they're going to push forward um, at some point and try to end this thing uh, in November or December. I'm not so sure about that because uh, if we listen to uh, the words of uh, ultra famous economist, you can become an ultra famous economist in Russia. I want uh, to. Khazin, um, that basically uh, it seems to be working out really good to just sit there, uh, not mm -hmm. just in terms of uh, having the enemy come to you and gun them down <laughs> as their lines march towards you, but also in terms of the way the economic things are playing out. It seems to be really playing out in Russia's hands. So, um, well, look at the Europeans, man. They're about to freeze to death. <laughs> Yeah, so it's kind of like maybe we'll just sit here. You know, uh, obviously it is uh, from a Russian standpoint. It is sad that yeah. So for every you know uh, twenty Ukrainian soldiers that die, many of whom are Russians, by the way, uh, you know one uh, Russian Russian soldier dies, and it is it is a tragedy of 
in a lot of ways, this generation of uh, young men, uh, Slavic young men, is uh, has taken quite a dent. Not a World War II size dent, but quite a dent. So it is. There's a tragic side to this, but ultimately, a strategic side might be to just sit there, hmm. ever so slowly, ever so carefully. Russia incorporated four states into itself, so now Russia's up to 89 states. Slowly take those back, and then then probably go for Odessa, but slowly, incrementally, because there's no reason to rush. Right. You know, let like, I think in some ways it's like let it fall apart, let it burn, baby, burn, let it go. Let, <laughs> baby, you know. <laughs> so I think that uh, that's more my opinion of what's happening. Of course, I have been wrong about things because I never thought Russia would go into Ukraine in the first place. I thought that they just infinitely back down and back down over and over again, but uh, eventually they did. Uh, so I could be wrong about this. Maybe McGregor and uh, Ritter are right, and there will be some sort of uh, major offensive. But there kind of just doesn't really seem to be the necessity to do so. One other thing that is about the war is it also has kicked all problems in Russia that aren't related to the war. It's kicked that can way down the road, mm. uh, which is also something where if you don't understand the way Russian society works, that's a very good thing. And I think in a lot of ways, in a lot of the, the people in the government, they're like, I have an excuse to do nothing. <laughs> so the Russian government, like all problems. They're far in the future. We don't have to worry about them. We can worry about them another day. We just got to settle what we're doing here, and you know, uh, everything will be fine. Uh, so, uh, I, I think the, uh, the the situation actually kind of works out in a lot of ways for uh, a lot of people here. So, let it go slow. Very well said, CJ. You want to add anything before we close out? Nope, I'm good. Tim, do you want to say anything? Any closing thoughts? How people can follow you? Uh, your Russia Hardcore channel. Uh, sure, guys. I may possibly be banned on YouTube for now, but if you look on Rumble, especially Tim Kirby Russia, uh, you will find my political stuff. If you look for RTTT, that's an R and three T's on Rumble, you will find all my fun travel videos. Uh, this Old Russian House is another series I do uh, on uh, Rumble. Uh, but if you just want to get a hold of me, you can see that the address below me here on the screen, uh, that is to get on my uh, Telegram channel, which has uh, lots of uh, news and uh, madness about Russia. Uh, and uh, yeah, hitting me up on Telegram is probably the best way to get a hold of me. And I just want to tell you guys, thank you very much for having me on your program. Every time I'm here, I, I get people jumping over to the channel and uh, giving me uh, a lot of praise and stuff. And it really boosts my ego. It touches my subconscious mind. And uh, <laughs> so I feel a Pavlovian response that whenever V writes anything, I'm like, I got to do something with V. Bro, so you got me by the Pavlov's dog's balls, my friend. <laughs> dude, you want to do a weekly thing while you, while you're banned on YouTube? You're more than welcome here, man. I mean, rogues. Well, yeah, dude. Like, them. so I I don't I, I'm I'm not quite sure about my schedule and all that, but yeah, participate in you your want. show all the time yeah. and come on and do something with you weekly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I think last week I kind of bailed on you at the last minute. No, no, no <laughs> worries. You, you had some. You had some. Sorry about that. <laughs> but other good, than brother. that, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm game. Awesome. Sweet. Folks, he's the man, the one and only Tim Kirby, the American in Russia. Follow him. All the links are will be in the description box. And with that being said, El Cuco, take it away, folks. Enjoy your weekend. May you we, we uh, be well. And as we get closer to Super Tuesday, and I am tightening my sphincter daily, CJ. Oh. <laughs> oh, we should all pray. We should yeah. all pray. Otherwise, dude, I'm going to wake up on the ninth, and I'll be broadcasting live from my toilet. God <laughs> almighty. <laughs> God help us all. All right. All right, oh. man. Take it away, CJ. Cheers.